Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back to another episode with the Cart Drinks Boys. It is episode number 29. We have a bunch to unpack here, especially because it's a party, officially a party here. Uh, VIPs, since our CFO is not on the podcast, he's enjoying his little bonus for 2023 or for 2022 year um, down in Mexico. We wish him a very relaxing trip and vacation. Hopefully he has a couple uh, margaritas, some beer-ritas, some pina coladas for us. Brad, if you're listening in, enjoy that time off because uh, you're going to need it. While you're over there sipping drinks by the pool, Jake and I are out here grinding it away in the simulator to make sure we can kick your butt in golf. But that's besides the point. Enjoy your trip. Let's bring it over. We have the Immaculate Jake. Jake, how are we feeling, man? We had a great eventful weekend. Yeah, we did. A lot going on in the sport world right now, but uh, I'm feeling even better after that intro. We haven't had you do an intro in a while. No offense to Brad. He does a good job, but I'm still <laughs> you, you're the one that started all the intros, so glad we got you back for that. Yeah, we got a lighter load tonight. Uh, it's the first time, first time ever. I think it's just me and you. So Yeah, I think this is our first one. No, I'm excited. Our Brad, Brad, our our I guess we can call him our compadre this week while he's in Mexico. Um, no, he's living it up. He's having a good time. I hope he's having a good vacation. But yeah, eventful weekend, all sports. Um, I'm excited to jump in and uh, you know talk shop. I know it's episode 29, so Brad gets a pass for missing this one because he's not going to miss episode 30, the big one. So we'll uh, we'll rock it out tonight. Yeah. Yeah, we'll let him get his vacation in now because we got a big episode 30 coming up next week. But we're not there yet. We're on episode 29. We're going to kind of talk a little bit as uh, maybe why Jake's or why uh, Brad's not here. Let's go to the Wasted Management Open or Waste Management Open for the actual traditional golfer. Um, Man, Arizona was like the place. There was so much happening. But uh, Waste Management Open, I thought probably from a competitive landscape, it was a really, really great event. Um, we saw a lot of high-caliber golf, which we haven't got to see in a little while. I know it's still the beginning of the 2023 year, but um, I was stoked. We talked about on last episode what we think of Waste Management Open. Is it a little too much for golf in the sense of the craziness that typically happens on the 16th hole? <clears throat> but I feel like this year, it branched out a little bit past the 16th hole. I mean, we kicked off the entire weekend of event, the competition with uh, Brad before making his way down to Mexico, running around on the 16th and 17th hole with his mullet, streaking <laughs> with the 19th hole <laughs> painted on his back. I mean, it wasn't Brad, so I should say that, but um, man, that was wild. That was that was insane. I was not expecting that to happen. Someone had to have lost a bet, right? That was crazy. I didn't think it was like, it's one thing. You know how it is. There's always somebody, pretty much it's guaranteed, what, a dozen times a summer you're going to see streakers, people running across the field. It's going to happen. I don't care what sport, sport it is. It's going to happen every year. That was probably one of the best performances I've ever seen, though, because that guy got away for like three holes. I mean, Brad got away for like three holes. It was crazy. He was in his Speedo, 19th hole written on his back in Sharpie. Am I wrong, too? He had a mullet? He had 
an immaculate doctor disrespect <laughs> mullet, and he was pole dancing with the with the pin on sixteen. It was man, it was nuts. It's like the inmates took over the prison, you know, and everyone's going nuts for a minute until until the backup crew comes in. That was him, and then so I was watching it. I'm like, oh, okay, big deal. A guy ran on the field again. Like you think it's gonna go away. So I turn my head and I'm reading, and then I look back up, and he's still going. He's and then he jumps into the pond. Gets away from the cops. Actually, the first time he like stutter stepped the first cop and juked him out, and the guy fell. That was sick. sick. (laughs) But then the crowd's going nuts too, so they're just cheering him on, and they were just going. It's like when your dog, your dog's misbehaving with a toy, and you're laughing while somebody else is reprimanding him, trying to get him to stop when he's got something he's not supposed to have. That's what it was like. Um, You're subtly cheering for him to get away. He jumps in that pond. He gets out there, and he's standing on the waste management sign. The next thing I see. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how he got away like that. Well, I don't think the crew was uh, physically prepared for um, that level of <laughs> of streaking. I'm telling you, they got to watch it. The, the inmates take over the prison. I mean, all you need is the rest to jump in. Can you imagine the cops trying to break that up if more jumped in? He got away that much. <laughs> I mean. I know we talk about how golf is a very traditional sport and the events, you know, you have those specific rules of engagement, but wow, that was all thrown out, out the window there on day one. Like that was, that was kind of epic that I, I know we talked about beer cans being thrown, but I was not expecting to see that on the, in the event. It's a whole nother story. It was a whole nother story. Did they have to we like see some levels? <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's to the point where you don't. I don't even know really what to say. I know it. Like I, I was just yeah. I was like flabbergasted. I was yeah, yeah. I was like, <laughs> he got. I mean, don't get me wrong. Power to the people. I thought it was sweet, but I don't. I still am shocked that it lasted as long as it did. It's yeah. He he. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck, man. <laughs> I just, yeah, he juked that cop out, and then that's when all hell broke loose. And like you said, he's pole dancing with the flag. He's running around in a mullet. He's got a mullet and a Speedo on. He probably was running around for, I would say, like 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, how did, I mean, he, he made his way out of 16 to another hole. Like, like, I think everyone thought, okay, he's out of 16. Like, it's done. Whatever. We'll find him eventually. Cause I mean, how do you not with that mullet? But he just kept going on like the next couple holes. Well, he just, yeah, he just popped up. He's like a groundhog. He just sprouted out of the ground. Everyone's like, oh, oh, here he is now. Like, you thought it was over with. And I'm like, no, they still haven't gotten him. That was nuts. That was unbelievable. I really can't believe that happened. Well, I mean, I can believe it happened. It's the waste management open. But that that this tournament starts to outdo itself every year with the antics and how nuts it's getting. So if this was the biggest thing this year, what, what it, they got to up it next year. What do you think is going to happen? Oh, yeah. I have no idea what's going to happen next year, but I think I think you have a good good number of people that are thinking about how they're going to up that, and I think you have the PGA and security thinking, what do we need to do to prevent that? Like, you got to already start planning now because the the average American or Canadian, because you know there was a huge following for uh, <laughs> for uh, Taylor for Nick Taylor, but um, yeah, you got to watch out because that was wild. Oh, you're going to need the National Guard. You're going to need the National Guard. It's like, you think about that. All you need is the crowd. 
It's that was unbelievable. Oh. Somebody's gonna light a picnic table on fire next year or something. It's just gonna keep getting worse and worse. I feel like I have to say a waiver. I'm not condoning that type of behavior. I'm not telling someone to go light a picnic table because with my luck, somebody will do that and then blame card drinks for promoting them to do it. So disclaimer, we're not promoting that, but uh, they're going to, they, somebody's going to up it next year. It's going to be crazy. I know you, uh, I know you were invited to go to waste management open uh, this year. Now, after seeing that, are you a little disappointed? You didn't get a chance to, uh, to witness that glory. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I, if I told you, no, everybody would know I'm lying. Um, (laughs) (laughs) One, I would just like, it was one of those things you like, I just want to be there for the golf. Like you're going to have fun, you know, hang out, have a few drinks with your friends, watch some good golf. But, you know, when that happens, it's like, I don't know how to describe it. You know, stuff like that. It just makes it that much better because, you know, all of us would have been like, oh, oh, go, go, like cheering them on the whole time. So, yeah, I like I really wish I could have went this year. The cards didn't fall in my favor. But, yeah, I do. I do regret not going now. Yeah, I mean, that that was wild. Uh, I mean, on top of I mean, that wasn't it. That wasn't it either. I think this was probably the. The drunkest I think people have been at a PGA sanctioned event where oh, and maybe that's part of like people watching the live and knowing how relaxed live is and we're just trying to test the boundaries. I don't know, but there was a lot of footage circulating the web of just people got pretty. I mean, you have to know what's bound to happen when you're lining up at the entrances at like 4 a.m. 4 a.m. For golf, who would have thought? Who to would have watch thought, golf, not even play. <laughs> old Tom Morris was rolling over in his grave. It started as a gentleman's game, which don't get me wrong. It's still there's still a lot of characteristics that go into it, but it's just funny. Four a.m. You got people lining up like the gates are opening up at Cedar Point. Remember when everyone used to try <laughs> to get there early to get to the dragster first? That's what it's like now. People are sprinting in. There's people getting trampled. I saw a video. Some guy fell, like blew his yeah. knee out, and everyone's like running over him, not helping. <laughs> Like sucks, man. Um, we want to go see if there's another streaker. I know you. I know your knee is hurt, but screw you. We're gonna have to leave you behind. We'll meet up later. Or some course light on it. <laughs> meet up later at the hotel. I mean, just just text us. Okay, we'll we'll find you and find my friends. <laughs> see if one of those uh those ambulance carts will drive you over to our seats. We'll meet you over there, but we're not losing the spot. You know what? I actually, it's going to be a little side note. So, if we actually make this, you know, come to fruition and we go, are we going to be the guys there at 4 a.m.? Are we going to be in line? I think you have to, at least for one of the days, right? Because I'm, I mean, you want to get a great spot. We would, we actually know there's no question about it. We totally would. We'd be those people that be like, you know what? We, we we paid all this money to be here. We came to see this experience. We're going full scent at day one. Like Thursday, we're there 4 a.m. Friday, we're suffering. We're sitting on like hole four because we're oh. not even going to try and get close to the back nine. And then Saturday, we would we would recover, I think. Oh, we'd definitely be hung over. So that's why part of me, like I always have to throw that caveat in there because you know we're, if we go there, we're going to have fun a couple of the nights and hang out. But you know, that's ex- exactly how the conversation is going to go. And I'm glad you said it that way because you know one of us is going to be like, yeah, I don't think, like let's just sleep in. We'll get there by 8, 39. 
all the good guys are playing later. And then one of us are going to be like, we paid all that money to come here. We're getting there at 430. You know, we're all going to wake up heads on fire, miserable sprinting. I just, I don't know. Part of me is afraid of getting trampled too because that, that crowd was nuts. It looked like a stampede. It looked, it like, it looked like a stampede. People were like jumping up and down, like getting ready to sprint. And I was like, are we, is this like the, the yeah. turkey trot or something? Like what is happening doing right calisthenics. now? They had people doing calisthenics. They had people doing calisthenics in the crowd, like getting loose, jumping jacks, getting everything loose. These guys stretching out. They had a trainer's table out. Guys are really stretching <laughs> out their hamstrings and stuff just to run. How does that work? So are they running to get to the grandstand or just get seats anywhere? I think it's a little bit of both. I think you have, um, I think there's general, like general seating. Like, I think there's a small number of general seating on 16. Okay. And I don't know. So if you, if, if anybody knows, like drop a comment on our, on our Instagram or on our TikTok, because we'd love to get some more information on it. But I think there's like some limited seating that you could get to where people just sit there all day, which I mean, why not at 16? But I think that's a big piece of it. And then there's certain amount of seats that are like actually paid that people have paid like extra, extra money to, to have reserved for themselves. But I don't know. Yeah. I could be way wrong. So let us know. No, that's what I was curious about. Cause you look at the grandstand and the, like get a picture of anything. They're going to charge money cause they can make money off of stuff like that. And I was oh, looking at yeah. the, the, the grandstand, I don't know if you saw it. Like, I didn't see this section before. I'm sure it's new. Jo- uh, I almost called you Joey. Sorry, Max. Um, they had just couches. Couches with, like, it looked like coffee tables and coolers next to it. Like, when I say couches, too, I'm, people are probably picturing a love seat. I'm talking like a sectional, like a massive sectional. We could fit, like, 15 guys on it. And I'm thinking, like, there's no way people are running in to get that first. That They're probably charging $20,000 for somebody to book that. Like that's, so that's why I was curious to see wh- what are they running to and how are they getting in there? Can you get in that grandstand? Like first come first serve. I'm sure they still have tickets for other people, but you know, and how does it work? So yeah, I'd, I'd like to find that out. Cause obviously we've never been, our plan is to go next year. That's the goal for cart drinks to go as a group, but I'd be curious. Yeah. There, I mean, there's, there's gotta be, because if you have a, Unless and that's unless that's part of the twenty thousand that have the tickets to get in to the state. Like maybe general admission doesn't give you that and everybody that paid the extra extra money to go to sixteen, they're the ones all lining up at four AM. And if that's not us, then that's great because then we can just kind of sleep in a little bit. But <laughs> So, oh, okay. So I, I kind of get what you're saying. So you pay the extra money, but you still have to race to get there with the other people that paid the extra money. Yeah. Okay. No, I get that. That makes, makes sense, sense why people would get trampled because then it's like, dude, <laughs> I said back row. <laughs> Guy laying on the floor and there was people just jumping over him. I'm like, oh my God. The guy probably just tore his ACL or something and they're all just <laughs> jumping over. Sorry, dude. Waste management open. Yeah, maybe we should stop training in the simulators to beat Brad and start training <laughs> so that we can get to the spot first. Me and you will start going, working on our relay runs. We'll we'll pass the baton. <laughs> we'll head up to the local high school and hit the track because that's, that's – Can you imagine us at a local high school just like – carrying beer so that we can make sure we have our beers there for the so we don't have to get up out of our seat for a little while we'll do you're quick you take two coors lights i'm 
I'm so tired. That's a good point too. So you get to the grandstands and say like you can't you can't sit for twelve hours straight without getting up to go to the bathroom. Do you get up yeah. and lose your seat because somebody can bust down? It's like the Wild West. I want to know. Yeah, if you've had experience at Wasted Management Open, let us know what your experience was like and let us know how that seating works. I'm genuinely is like genuinely interested of like the dynamics for that. Oh yeah, and then in the meantime, till Brad gets back, me and Max are actually going to train. So we're going to be uh, we'll do power walking on the track, but you have to hold two beers, so one in each hand, while power walking, and you can't spill it. So. If that happens, I think we need to go to Planet Fitness because there's a lot of crazy things. We would look normal there. Just carrying like two and a half pound weights on the, on the treadmill. What are you doing? Ah, you know, practicing holding my Coors Lights. Dude, Waste Management opens under a year away now at this point. All right, so leave us alone. We're trying to get ready. It's 300 and, 352 world, days dude. away. Are you kidding me? Would you mind your damn business? What is he saying? Exactly. Uh, He's saying happy Gilmore. He's like hockey tryouts of 300 days. <laughs> yeah, that's right. In the batting cages. <laughs> oh. Well, aside from the antics, it, was, it still was um, very high caliber golf. It was great to see a lot of the really, really good uh, golfers. Not saying that there aren't, aren't, but I mean, just for that one, it was kind of the, the grand opening. You know, you have John Rahm there, Scotty Scheffler's, you know, we know now he's ready to go. He kind of had the first couple uh, tournaments just kind of warm up. Um, players to watch, I know that you and I were thinking about was obviously our picks of the week, but I know we talked about Ricky Fowler. Um, I know you want to talk a little bit about it, so I'll pass it back over to you on kind of what we were hoping to see and what we got to see. Yeah, I mean, obviously we had our picks. What you had? What I always forget who you picked. I'm sorry. Um, I went with the doppelganger, and I oh yes, picked, okay. Yeah, we can skip over that. D- Colin, twin. if you're listening, man, because we've talked about this, <laughs> I am I am disappointed, man. Uh, I'm disappointed. That was not what I want. You were one of four high caliber players that they had to make an article about and you were the headline of that article of missing the cut i'm so upset because i was i had your back i was like this is the guy he's gonna win he's ready to go 150 yards that's our stuff man that's our shot 150 yards out like that's our that's our wedge game and i had to listen to jake tell me that's not the right pick and blah 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 and we didn't even make the cut man stop looking at the streaker and focus on the game the only thing I will say, he he really is your doppelganger. You guys couldn't look more like. And besides data from the Goonies, like Brad said, he's your he's your doppelganger because we just watched that trailer before this, and I you guys have the same exact hair too. He cuts his hair the same we way. We do. Oh no, you that good call on the doppelganger. Unfortunately, it was a bad pick. But what are you gonna do? Um, Truth be told, it was me that was out there competing. Yeah. Colin got sick, so I I had to fill in. Yeah. That Jameson yeah, hit Max hard. He got out there. That orange Jameson, Max's go-to on the course. Um, no, I thought it was <laughs> – overall, I'm not going to lie. I thought this was one of the best waste managements I've watched. Um, yeah. I know I next year I'll probably say the same thing, just depending on the field. But I just felt like it was close. It was very, it was very tight. It wasn't like Scotty ran away with it and nobody had a shot. A lot of guys were – they were tight. Nick Taylor, who I knew nothing about, he came out of nowhere. I mean, I'm sure 
I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I haven't really seen him do anything crazy in any other tournaments, but that might just be me because I've missed him. But he was hitting some big putts when he needed to. Um, it was just entertaining golf. That's all you can ask for in a tournament is that it's entertaining. I will say things got a little bit crazy with the crowd. I started to, to get kind of annoyed just because every, like any anybody hit like the back right corner of that green. People were throwing 85 beer cans, and they had to clean everything up just to move on. I was like, this is getting out of hand. Um, but it was a, I thought it was a great finish. It was a great field. Uh, I know we talked about it a little bit, but Ricky Fowler, Ricky Fowler really popped up and I was happy for him. Not the right hole, but kudos to sink one from 216 yards out. You're back, man. You looked, I thought uh, you and I talked about this during the, during the actual tournament, but I mean, I, I felt like the pressure's off him or or something because he just he looked more comfortable. Was he at the top of the standings like we would hope and expect? No. But did his game look more sound, I guess is the right way to ask that. And I thought I thought yes, I think he's still fixing some things, but the confidence there's a little you know, a little bit there. So no, I I agree. He just he looked like old Ricky to me. He looked like old Ricky when they were going on. Remember the spring break trip? It was him, Smiley Kaufman, um, Spieth. Who was the other guy that went? Oh, Justin JT Thomas. Went. Yeah, Justin Thomas. That's that. That's the Ricky that we saw this weekend, in my opinion. It reminded me of that Ricky. Because Ricky, I mean, Ricky was kind of like the king of cool. for go- He was like the Dean Martin of golf for a short period of time. Just because he, mm-hmm. he was like everybody's, he was like the people's champ for us younger generation. I mean, he's got long hair. He's got a mustache. He's they're taking those photos at the Riders cup and the Olympics and stuff. And everyone else is with their wives and stuff. And remember he took that picture with that bottle of liquor. It was just things like that. You could just tell he was relaxed and having fun. I know that's not necessarily an example, but you could just see that he was enjoying himself. And I felt like that this weekend we saw that a little bit more. He seemed relaxed. He seemed loose. Even his demeanor on the course, it just, he didn't look pissed after a bad shot and he usually recovered and yeah, he didn't win, but what he finished like nine or 10 under. I thought that was good. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He still played well. Yeah. So, so I was happy to see it. I, I, I mean, you can say that about anybody though and speak too soon, but part of me wonders, will we finally see a, another win out of rookie this year? I hope it happens. I hope at least in contention on a Sunday, like let, I think, I think that like, he can get that done. So I, I'm excited to see where his game's coming in. I think another one that solidified where his game is coming in would be Scotty um, or Jake's doppelganger. Oh, man, guys got <laughs> it, though. I mean, he he was so on fire on Sunday. Like, listen, huge kudos to Nick Taylor because, you know, you come in on America's Day with the Super Bowl in the same time in the same state and you have all the all of these drunk americans all around you and you just come in and you know it i think it came down to just who who's gonna miss a shot and scotty scheffler was just on fire on sunday nick taylor was on fire but then he he made that i think it was a bogey on 16 in that crowd and I think that got to him. That was an amazing putt by Scotty. Like, you got to think that Scotty's walking away with a part, 
sinks that. And then 17 and 18 was like, I think he goes, you know what? In his head, he goes, I, I know it's all or nothing right here. And he started to like swing out of his shoes on 17 and 18. Um, but man, the good old Canadian, great showing. I didn't know who you were before this. And you're on the radar now. You played a hell of hell of a weekend. I mean, you beat John Rahm where John Rahm was choking from 15 to 18. So um, just a great, great amount of golf. It was cool to see. No, I agree. Um, I mean, I like Scotty Scheffler. So, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm not upset that he won. But I, I there was part of me that was kind of pulling for Taylor. Because, I mean, you always have that underdog feel. You'd like to see the under, underdog do something. And I, he's got nothing to hang his head on. He, uh, I mean, he golfed lights out. And just like you said, yeah, John Rahm played like shit at the end. I don't want to say shit, but you know what I mean. But, I mean, Nick Taylor executed when he had to. And that's... That's all you have to do. He just he couldn't close it out. It is what it is, but there's a reason that Scotty Scheffler's also been number one in the world and multiple wins last year and just oh what is that number one this year for him? Uh number one this year. I'm pretty okay. sure. John Rahm's got two. Okay, that's why I keep confusing him. Um but yeah, I mean it's Scotty Scheffler. And he was Nick who knows? Nick Taylor could be the new Scotty Scheffler because Scotty Scheffler blew us away a year and a half ago and everyone's like, wow, this guy came out of nowhere and now he's number one and just went off. Um, that's, that's why golf's so cool to me, individual sport. And I mean, you know how it goes. You're on top of the world and then not of nowhere you're gone. So we'll see how long Scotty Scheffler reign, uh, his reign will last. And who knows, maybe we'll see Nick Taylor next. Cause what I saw from him, he golfed really well. Yeah. I hope he stays towards the top for the next, uh, tournaments to come. It's a great new name coming to the face i mean that's kind of like cam smith a couple years back right we had this this australian guy coming in and we were like is this is he the real deal and he was so they moved on to live but that's a different uh different piece but yeah great great golf coming from waste management anything else you want to highlight before we move to the next event from uh arizona you know i don't know i mean all in all i thought it was great a lot of great golf I think you'll probably agree with me on this. I think uh, PGA is going to get a lot stricter with maybe the regulations next year after the shit that happened this year. Um, not that I'm against what happened this year, but also I know the PGA is going to try and keep their integrity and that image of, you know, it's a proper gentleman's sport. We don't want all this. So my only thing would be is uh, maybe throw less beer cans next year. Not to say that I wouldn't have been the guy throwing some beer cans too because the crowd was, but... It was getting kind of crazy. There was a point where I, I was watching John Ron John Rom walk up to the green, and he was still close with Scheffler. But then they had they took like five minutes to clear off the whole green and fix divots from these cans flying in and hitting it. Like I can also see as a golfer standpoint when you're in contention like that, how that would be frustrating. John Rom looked at the crowd and shook his head. I, there's a time and a place. I'm all for it, but. I think that we're going to see some big changes next year. So I wouldn't get too comfortable with being able to party like this. I think that the regulations are going to be tighter and they'll probably arrest more people for stuff like that next year. Yeah, I would agree with that. And that might've been because we said it was okay on our last episode, but uh, <laughs> don't come at us, PJ. We still want to come out to the masters and everything like that. So don't take us off your list, but I'm with you. Um, that actually brings me over to the next piece, which was also more high caliber play it was amazing because we kind of segued into it from the waste management open of just seeing great competitive play to 
even more great competitive play, and that was the immaculate Super Bowl with the Chiefs and the Eagles. Um, what 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 are, what are your thoughts on the Super Bowl? I mean, I really can't complain. I'm not gonna lie. I wasn't I wasn't super excited for the Super Bowl. Just because, do you ever get tired of watching the same teams over and over again? I do, unless okay. it's my team. But I, there you go. No, that's fair. There's that's years fair. to come for that. Yes. <laughs> yes. I just, I kind of, that, that's how I felt about this one. I didn't really have it. I mean, I had a parlay that I almost hit, but Mahomes didn't throw for 250 yards for like the first time in his career. So he screwed me there. But other than that, everything else hit. Um. I just wasn't, I wasn't super excited. I didn't really care as much. Don't get me wrong. I love football and I know Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and all those guys are good, but I just get tired of watching them play all the time. I'm ready for some new faces in the game. Um, Not that the Eagles have been winning a ton, but they also won a Super Bowl not too long ago. I would have rather seen different teams there, but at the end of the day, I can't complain. I thought it was a good game. Neither team blew each other out. I do think that defensive holding call at the end of the game was kind of bullshit. Um, And I think that really swayed the game there. But all in all, I thought it was a good game. Fair enough. Fair enough. I um, Yeah, I was going to say, what did you think? I I was like you. Uh, I I just don't care. I didn't care about the two teams that were going to be playing. Yeah. Having said that, I do. I I wanted the Eagles to, to win. Um, and the only reason why is I know we, we see generally the same teams in, in the Super Bowl. We, we've seen the Chiefs there so many times. You know, it's been the Patriots. It's been, you know, I think Eagles were like five years ago or whatever it was. But this was a brand new team. They have a new coach. Everyone that was on the team last year was kind of different. You have Darius Slay. So I love that he had a chance to, to be in the Super Bowl because there's not another Lion besides... Matty Stafford last year, but um, I just kind of I I love Jalen Hurts as as a role model of like what you're what we all generally hope to have as like a young as a as a kid as a young adult you know someone that you can look look up to and say that's kind of how you're supposed to carry yourself and the guy I don't think I don't think like the Hurts family gets enough attention about it like his dad is a stand-up guy you know told his son like this is how you need to carry yourself you have a lot of responsibility being an athlete and that was even back in his Alabama Oklahoma days I thought the kid um you know we're gonna jump on the Jalen Hurts train I thought the kid knowing that like Bama was gonna take take on Tua as their prodigy said you know what that's fine take a back seat I'll transfer the next year they played each other in the in the uh, national championship. It was kind of a blowout. Hertz got rocked, um, but that's because you're also playing Bama. Uh, goes third round, doesn't complain. He's a backup, doesn't complain. Puts in the time and effort, and the guy has a lights out year. And Chase, if you're listening to this, yep, that's right. You kind of you have to give credit where credit's due. The guy made the Pro Bowl, which is why you took shit six shots in 30 minutes from that bet, but. I was rooting for him. I thought he was going to be able to do it. What I was most excited about the Super Bowl after it was all finished was it felt like that was the first time. Now, granted, we basically chopped off Pat Mahomes' ankle for this, but 
that was like the first time where even though I didn't care about the two teams, I was like bought into the Super Bowl because it was such a close game where we didn't really have any blowouts. Like the biggest lead change was like seven points. I think that was in the fourth quarter when um, Chiefs scored twice. Yeah, it was like it was a close game. It wasn't like, you know, that one, you know, the Tom Brady comeback with with the <laughs> with the, the Falcons, Falcons where like when you think about like the, the second and third quarter during that time was like kind of boring because we're like, oh, OK, the Falcons are going to win this because it's I mean, there's such a big lead gap. This was just bought in the whole time. And I was actually like excited about it. Um, and maybe that's because I'm getting older. But like the national championship this year with like Georgia TCU was an absolute boring game to watch. It was terrible where this one was was just close. So I think that's why I loved that. I, I actually put in my notes here for us was greatest perform greatest Super Bowl performance question mark like in all Super Bowls because of, of our era because it felt like for the past 30 years that was one of the closest that we've had. Um, and maybe that's just because we haven't had very exciting teams playing and exciting like from a competitive landscape how close the games have been for the past five years is as long as I can think back because my my memory I'm getting old my memory's short but that felt like it was really cool to see like two teams that are pretty evenly matched just battle it out for what is what everyone's working for no I, I agree um I would have to agree with that statement very much but there was a lot in there but I'm going to start off with the Jalen Hurts stuff that you said um I have a lot of respect for him. I know exactly what you said, and I'm glad you brought that up. You know, you talked about his dad. He kind of reminds me of uh, Amon Round St. Brown. Yes. Amon Ra, sorry. Excuse me. His dad His dad was a, a bodybuilder as well. I know uh, Jalen Hurts' father, I think he won, or no, he was a power lifter. Not that that matters, but they just seem to be disciplined men and hold themselves to mm-hmm. high principle, and I respect that a lot. And Jalen Hurts is in the best position to be as cocky and arrogant as possible, but he's very humble. And like you said, setting an example, especially when you're a kid and you look up to athletes, that's all you can really ask for. Um, I mean, his game talks for itself. He's also a great quarterback, but there's a difference between being good and then also being a good leader as opposed to just being a great player, but not a, t- not a good leader at all. And I think that Jalen Hurts is the full package. I'm not knocking Patrick Mahomes because I think Patrick Mahomes is very good. He's well-spoken. But there's just something that I like more about Jalen Hurts, and that's a personal opinion. So don't at me. I'm sure there's going to be people, be people pissed at me for saying that. Um, I got I just got annoyed at the Chiefs, so I will agree with you. I was pulling more for the Eagles. Um, but what are you going to do? It was... It was good. I think it was one of the best Super Bowls we've seen in a long time, actually. I'm glad you brought that up. Besides, I will say, I'm a big Tom Brady fan. I'll jump on that train. Brady beating the Falcons was nuts. That was just more of, holy shit, what just happened. But Brady yeah. coming coming back with Tampa Bay and winning a Super Bowl immediately, that's the only one I, other one I can think of in a while where you're like, damn, we've had some, you know, these were good games. They weren't blowouts, you know. Especially this game alone, I'm glad it wasn't that way. Except, I mean, I said that, and then Tampa Bay beat Kansas City 31 to nine. So never mind. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> but, but that was different, right? That was like we were pulling for somebody to be able to do what 
we know Tom Brady does. You know, that like that was you wanted to see that to, to prove the point, like he can still get it done. And I'm I'm a Steelers fan, so like I hate that Tom Brady won so many with with the Patriots, but yet give respect where it is, and, and he is one of the greatest quarterbacks. Uh, or is the greatest quarterback. So we were all rooting for that to happen. Um, and maybe that's why we're like unbiased is like, cause it kind of came down. Maybe like, I think the, the whole conversation this all day today has been like the play calling, which yeah. is a whole nother can of worms. But I think it's kind of cool because it was, uh, it, it really was like down to the field goal. No, I, I, I agree. I agree. Um, However, I, I, I still will argue this. That defensive holding call was horrendous. I think if that call wasn't there, yes, they would have still kicked a field goal and scored, but also Philadelphia would have got the ball back with like a minute and a half left as opposed to eight seconds. Yeah. So there, there's got something's got to happen here with this, this refing shit. I mean, if you're going to make that call, that's fine, but not in a game like that at that point where, I mean, it's the last game of the season and – I hope everyone would agree with me that that call was very iffy. Yes, you probably could have called it, but your timing right now, right then, for something that light, I mean, come on. Everybody's getting held pretty much on every play. Don't act like that's the worst holding you've ever seen as a ref. And then I don't know where you're calling it. And yeah, it it, it swayed the whole game. But, I mean, I'm not going to knock them. Great game. They came back. They won. Um, Still a little pissed, but... Mahomes should have thrown 250 yards and I would have won my parlay, but what do I know? Um, it was it all, nonetheless, great Super Bowl, great game. It was definitely worth watching. I'm surprised you didn't text me for the locks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the only reason I did it is because I got a $5 free bet from DraftKings. And, uh, yeah, I, was, I figured uh, that's why you did it. <laughs> well, I wasn't even going to do it. I was watching it with my cousin, and my cousin goes, Hey, do you want to do this? And I'm like, sure. I don't have any money in there right now, though. And he goes, oh, no, you get a free bet. So he just did it for me. And I was like, I could pull it up, but, you know, I'm going to mumble my way through the parlay. But, yeah, so I did it, and I hit everything. Travis Kelsey touchdown, Jalen Hurts rushing yards and passing yards, just whatever, the whole shebang. And then the one game, what, Patrick Mahomes averaged like 300 passing yards per game. In the Super Bowl, he throws for like 175 yards. I needed 250. That's all I needed. But I'll just, I'll tell that to my grandkids one day. That's how the family lost their fortune. Yeah. You didn't follow your friend's locks. Locks of the like, day. It's going to be like holes. I'm tired of, I'm tired of betting on parlays, grandpa. That's too damn that's bad. That's too damn bad. <laughs> that's going to be me. I, uh, man, I don't want to rub it in your face, but we, we, I did go, a five dollar bet won twenty one bucks on when you call I me. did two guarantees, which was the Jalen Hurts touchdown and Travis Kelsey touchdown. Good call. And then I won a hundred and fifty bucks on a fifteen dollar bet for both of them to get a touchdown. Kelsey seventy plus receiving yards and Hurts fifty plus rushing yards. Which happened. The the part I'm most disappointed in is I had this really, really crazy bet that i used that free bet that you that you mentioned um and the odds were like 1700 odds and the only thing that didn't hit on that one was the eagles win oh and so the whole 
you know, first half, first three quarters, I'm like, oh my gosh, like <laughs> I don't even care who wins. I just I want to win so bad because of Jalen Hurts, but this could actually happen. <laughs> and then and then they started losing it. And that honestly, like if you're if if you if you play for the Eagles or if you're an Eagles fan or, or anything like that, you have to feel proud of that game. I know you oh, didn't yeah. win it, and that sucks. It does suck. So having watched my team lose to Aaron Rodgers in 2014 or 15 or whatever it was, I get it. It's not a good feeling. And anything that anybody says to you, you're like, just shut the hell up because you don't understand. It's all You have a brand new coach. You have a second-year quarterback. You have a team that has surrounded themselves with great people, your your wide receiver core, your running back core, although Miles Sanders didn't do anything. But, I mean, you have you have a great team and a young coach. That game came down to Andy Reid. And Andy Reid knows you because he was a coach for Philadelphia before you fired him, and he's been in those high-pressure situations. And so it's like though that last two quarters – you were just outcoached and not outcoached in a bad way. You as a defensive court, like your defensive corner ha- had it all down. You knew what plays Kansas City was running, but because Mahomes actually hurt his ankle, they changed the entire playbook to only run plays that they could do. And that messes you up when you're in the moment and you played your entire first half and you've locked down exactly what the playbook that you're going to see. So like, don't take it as a big loss. It was a great game, and it was just an out-coach moment by a coach who's been in the league for a very, very long time and has that experience. You know, he's going to the Hall of Fame. I mean, it's yeah, he's one of the best coaches of all time. No, I I, I agree with you. Um, this is gonna sound stupid because it's gonna sound like one of those rah-rah progressive, <laughs> pr- progressive. Everybody gets a trophy type thing. But overall, I do think Philadelphia won that game. Now, it doesn't say that on paper. The score obviously ref- reflects the opposite, but you stop Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs offense for about three quarters straight. Now, granted, the score reflected opposite, but what was it? Two of those touchdowns were defensive touchdowns on fumbles. Am I correct? Was it two? Yep. I can't remember. Yes. Um, I think one got the one get- got called back because it was that catch that they said was not a catch. But essentially, yes, that still changed the momentum. Okay, yeah. So, but you get what I'm saying. Like they still, in my opinion, yeah. The score, I get it. At the end of the day, the score is all that matters. But in my opinion, I still think Philadelphia had played better than Kansas City overall. Their defense ate them alive. Um, but it just comes down. That's what you know. Football is. It doesn't really matter. I mean, it matters who plays best. Don't get me wrong. That does have an effect on it. But anything can happen on any play that can sway the whole outcome. Yeah. Which is. I mean, what happened? That's sports, and that's what happens. And it was just, to me, now tell me if I'm crazy for saying this, I think Philadelphia and the Detroit Lions are pretty comparable. I think Philadelphia is just a tiny bit ahead of us. So I think Detroit has a lot of faith. Excuse me, I have faith in Detroit that we might not be playing in the Super Bowl next year, but if I, I think, like you said, if they can keep building their team up just like Philadelphia did, I think those two teams, like, it's, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It just, they reminded me of the Lions, the way they played. I agree. I think, if anything, that is, that is the path. And you have, 
you have the map there. Like the last half of the Lions season, that was you. You were an unstoppable force like Philadelphia was. And you should have beat Philadelphia week one. So yes, like when you think about it at the end of the day, the season ended early for the Lions. But the way that it ended, that win on Green Bay, the way that you had a streak going in, I think, hot take, and I don't even want to say it out loud because people are going to be like, da, da, da. I think they will make playoffs next year. If they play the way they did in the second half of this season, they will make playoffs. I agree. They are forced to be reckoned with, and the, I think they lost the first quarter of that season by coaching decisions that, I mean... Yes, okay, you can argue that, like, well, Philadelphia has a brand-new coach, and, and they were successful. Yeah, but, like, with Dan, I think I think Dan's first priority was changing the culture, which has now been completed. So now it's making it the team, making getting the team to where you need to be, and they have a chance next year, which is exciting. You know who beat the Lions this season on all those losses? You know who beat the Lions? The Lions the beat Lions. themselves. <laughs> beat themselves. Yep. And uh, obviously we went through that already through previous episodes, talking shit about Dan Campbell and all them. I will admit there were certain things I was wrong about. Um, I do like him now. But when I say that, I mean, like there was a lot of clock management issues. There were stupid play calls at different times. And I mean, it sucks because we got to wait a whole nother year now. But a lot of times teams have to go through that to uh, to become winners. You have to learn from your your mistakes and the only reason the Lions weren't in the playoffs is because the Lions didn't win when they had to. I mean, we were a great team. Um, the Lions beat themselves. And I see only reason I bring that up, I know that was like a side note. To me, they remind me of the Eagles within like the last year and a half with Jalen Hurts and everything else. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm hopeful. I like the Eagles, but let's go Lions, baby. I think uh, I think we have a chance, like you said. And, tighten up a couple of those screws and now the Packers are in shambles and I think Minnesota got exposed at the end of the season so I think that there's potential there next year double team Justin Jefferson and you're fine you know I will say this this is going to be a little side note and it might be stupid you know who really pisses me off with his arrogance and personality is Travis Kelsey I respect him as a player but I hate his personality the way that he talks towards other people, and I don't understand it. It's just like a phony persona, and I yeah. don't like it because he has a podcast with his brother that I actually enjoy, and they're both very well-spoken on there. But then Travis Kelsey goes on and wins and whatever, and he's making a speech, and it's just when somebody's not genuine, you know you can sense it. Like if I came over to your house and I'm out of nowhere, I'm talking with a southern drawl and saying y'all and all this other stuff like this and stuff like that. Max, are you, you're probably going to look look at Steph and be like, what the hell's going on with Jake? What is, what is he doing? That's what Travis Kelsey was doing. And it, it's driving me nuts. I, You don't have to say if you agree or disagree with me because I know that's off topic, but I had to throw that out there because, oh, my God, it pissed me off last night. And I, I don't know. I I cannot disagree with you. Um, I know it's the heat of the moment, and I know 
like you're so high on emotions that just whatever's coming out is coming out in whatever way that it's coming out. But I did feel like he was a little off the cuff. Even like heading even heading into the Super Bowl was just like like why are you saying you guys are the un- you are not the underdogs. Thank you. You can't you can't have this Oh, we're the underdogs. Don't put don't put 87. Don't put my jersey on that Rocky statue or whatever or blah blah blah. Like, dude, what like you can't even say you're an underdog. You have what, they have two rings? Yeah. Yeah. You've been to the Super Bowl four times, three times, four times, however many times. It's like your team is not the underdog. Maybe it looks like that from a sports betting perspective, but that's because that is that's also shaken up by um how people bet. And people are just riding on, hopefully cashing in because the underdog, which is the Eagles, are going to win that. And that's why it looks like you're underdogs from a, a sports betting thing. Like, dude, you're not the underdog. You're you have Pat Mahomes, new Tom Brady. Like, you can't even. I Yeah. No, I, no, you hit the nail on the head. So, like, yeah, I know I talked about the way he talks, but it's just the whole persona of exactly like you said. Yeah, we're the underdogs. Keep my name out, your mouth. Like, that kind of shit. Like, what are you, what are you talking about, man? Like, what do you, like, why do you got to be like that? Like, that just, yeah, it just I don't know. bothers me. It just, I, to me, it shows a lack of class. I like his brother a lot. I'm not going to lie. Um, Was it Jason Kelsey? Yeah. I like him a lot. And that's why I was like, when I listen to their podcast and then, and I'm not even just going to put it all on Travis Kelsey because he's not the only person that does that. But when I see a lack of authenticity, like it's one thing to be excited and say things, but when you're, when you're putting on like this weird image, cause you're on top and saying things that don't match with how you naturally are. I don't like that. I mean, I feel like most people would agree. I it might sound stupid and kind of off the wall and petty, but it just, it just really bothers me. It's just not genuine. Like you don't talk like that normally. You don't act like that normally. It's good to be excited, but don't act. Yeah, I don't know how to describe it. You know what no, I mean? No, I'm though. with you. Yeah, I mean, you saw glimpses of like who he is off camera, which was as soon as he won, he went to his brother, you know, gave his brother a hug, and then went into this like camera Travis Kelsey, which is not Travis Kelsey. So yeah. I'm with you. I mean, it's like, it's hard because I like, I obviously I glorify, like I love wrestling. Everybody knows you have characters on TV, but off TV, they're probably different. But this is like, this is real sports. And I, yeah, I just, no, I could ramble for a minute here to try and put the, you know, the nail on the coffin on this. But yeah, I don't like Travis Kelsey anymore. I'm not a fan. I hate his fucking personality. He's a great, he's a great tight end and he'll go to the Hall of Fame. But just shut up, Travis. Just shut up. Rob Gronkowski was better than you. I, I like Rob and Gronkowski. he's genuine. He's genuine. Like, Rob Gronkowski acts like a moron, but he actually kind of says funny stuff like a moron <laughs> behind the scenes. Like, it's just his personality. Not Travis Kelsey. Just be a great player. Don't be an asshole. That's all. That's yep. my TED Talk for today. I'm with you. And there there have been a lot of people that have said the same thing, so you're not alone. I saw a bunch of that. Um today so okay good yeah because yeah. it was driving me nuts i think a lot of people were shocked by that whole situation that was going on last night that was not who he was so um anything else on the super bowl 
No. I mean, what did you think of the halftime performance? <laughs> you know, I think it was uh, nostalgic to see one of the greatest to do her performance. Um, I think she had to modify and change a lot of things that she had originally prepared for being pregnant. Yeah, she's pregnant. Um, so I'm gonna say it's like a whole other story now. Yeah, I mean, I mean, when she first came on, um, my because fa- I was at my parents' house, so my family and then and with Stephanie we were like, I think she's pregnant. <laughs> and you could, you know, you could kind of just kind of tell. And then she had made an underlying statement before announcing after that she officially was pregnant was just like, there's going to be a special guest. So everyone was thinking it was going to be like Drake or someone else coming out. No, the special guest was her child in her belly right now. But I think a lot of people are docking the performance and saying, um, you know, it, it was lip synced. It wasn't even lip synced well. And, um the dancing and all of that and like for me like at the end of the day we don't have live performances anymore we can thank janet jackson and justin timberlake for that we're on massive delays which causes some sinking issues um all of that is is essentially scripted now it's not live there's a reason for that and i think yes was the lip sync really bad in some parts yes well i mean if you go to a a, a hip-hop rap r&b concert now that is what it is. Like the majority of it is the soundtrack playing in the background and they are only doing half of it. But for Rihanna, it was like her mic was live. So you got you got to hear her. I think she had recorded a lot of that before she was pregnant or had recorded it when she can. So that, you know, if you're dude, if you're pregnant and you're trying to sing at the same time, like that's laborious, you know, it, you, you're going to be winded. And I think that's what you were seeing. Which is why I was a lot of like still playing where you're like, are you even actually singing or, or or like, what is this? I think that's why a lot of America was confused. But I think I think it was still good. We got to hear all the songs that we wanted to of what Rihanna was. And if you remember, at the end of the day, she's a multi-billionaire and singing for her now is a hobby. So it was a chance for her to go out and do, do it one more time of what she loves on the stage that she had always wanted to be on. She's not trying to do record sales like everybody else's when you come out there to do it. And when you compare it to last year's for our generation, that was, that was the performance of a lifetime and we're not going to get that again. We're, yeah, we're back 50%. to individual artists. So I still thought it was good. Well, I mean, yeah, it's like, I, I always, I always just laugh because like people don't get me wrong. We all talk shit, but people are like the first people to immediately make fun of somebody and make them look bad. <laughs> Same thing last year with 50 Cent. Remember they said how chubby he looked? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Dude, like, he's like... <laughs> if, like <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I can go on a rant forever. I don't... I'm, I've never been a giant Rihanna fan. I never... Like, I've never been into really that music that much, but I was like, I mean, who really cares? She's doing a show. Like, does it really affect you that much that for 15 right. minutes she did a show? That's why I laugh. I see everyone the next day. Did you see it? Did you see it? Did you see it? No, I actually, yeah, I did see it, but I really don't give a shit that you thought she was pregnant before you found out she was pregnant and that you thought she was lip syncing. Like she's on that stage for a reason. She got to that point for a reason. I don't care. It's entertainment. I don't care if she lights the stage on fire and does jumping jacks. I don't care. Like she, she's out there. I might not enjoy it, but I'm not going to sit here for 10 years and blow her up. Like, Oh, you dumb bitch. You did terrible. You know, that's what people do on, I was watching on Instagram today. I thought it was ridiculous. It's a very polarizing viewpoint of 
that halftime show. Now, I will say this. If you're one of those people that says you only watch the Super Bowl for the halftime show and just for the commercials, do yourself a favor and stop because you're ruining it for people like us who actually admire people who get on a big stage like that. I don't care whether you like them or not. Stop ruining it for the rest of us. I mean, was it mind-blowing? No. no. Um, was it a halftime show, which is what the halftime show is supposed to be? Yes. Was it all big hits of songs that were made her who she was? Yes. They're her hits. Did she try her best to sing? Yes. You know who I think really should have done it, though? Who? Our boy Chris Stapleton, because that oh. national anthem was beautiful. That was hands down one of the best renditions I've ever seen. I will say, so out of all the Super Bowls in our lifetime, I mean, I know he wasn't a halftime show. I'm going to say him. Put Chris Stapleton on the list. I'm not going to lie. Bruno Mars, great halftime show. I remember that one. Mm-hmm. Um, Who else? We had the Rolling Stones. We've had a lot of good music in our lifetime. Rolling Stones were in Detroit, too. Prince. Prince. Janet Jackson, she did that whole thing that year. <laughs> that's why that's why everything is recorded now. <laughs> oh, they changed the game though. But yeah, no, all in all, I'll let that go. But I thought it I thought it was a good Super Bowl. Thought it was worth watching. It wasn't like Seattle, Denver, what, two thousand Fourteen when they lost like forty-two to nine, and Peyton Manning threw like seven interceptions and fumbled on the first snap. All respect to Peyton Manning, one of my favorite quarterbacks. But the game wasn't bad; it was a good all in all. I'm glad I watched it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, well, that uh will bring us into our last part, or second to last part here, which is going back to golf, um, which is why we all listen, and we're going back to California. We're going to the Genesis Invitational. We have picks of the week, and I know you have a nice thing that you want to talk about, so I'll pass it over to you, and then you can give us your pick. Is my is my nice thing the fact that Tiger Woods is coming back this weekend? Are you nuts? Are you nuts? We just got a call. The zookeepers, they're looking everywhere. They got a tiger escape the zoo, and um, it's him. It's him. He's back. I'm very excited. <laughs> I, w- once I saw it, I mean, obviously, we don't know how he's going to play, but I'm excited. Um, he said he's feeling good. He's ready to be back on the national stage. I think, you know, that maybe we could see him. We could see him maybe, you know, get in the top 20. What are you thinking? I'm just I'm just happy that he's excited. <laughs> that was the most. Like, that was the most. No, yeah, I he's mean, got no chance. <laughs> No, I so I can't say that because the last time he won the Masters, um, I did bet on that. I told my dad not to, which he still holds to me to this day. But I did bet on that and I won. Um, <laughs> but like, when when he wants to be back, we know we're gonna see good golf, and that's what I'm most excited about. Is he gonna win it all? We can't say no because there's a chance that that could happen. Um, I'm just excited for him to be back. Back on tour because he was only going to be picking certain tournaments that he was going to compete in. So for this to be like kind of the second big, big tournament that we're having in the season, I love it. Because if he does play well and he stays healthy, we might see more 
of Tiger throughout the year versus where he might only play four or five or six, you know? I so agree. I'm excited for him to be back. I hope he makes a cut. I hope, I hope he just has a great time out there because there's been so many tournaments where he hasn't, he's had that continuous pressure. And I think this is the first one where he's just going to have fun. And we don't no. normally see that from Tiger. I agree with you 100%. I ho- I'm hoping, just like we talked about Ricky Fowler earlier, he was out there, he looked loose, he looked happy. I hope that we see that with Tiger. I hope that he's back. I think you should bet on top 20, though. It could happen. I mean, it still could happen. We, nobody thought he'd ever win another Masters. That, that'd be the hottest take. <laughs> we would crown you. We wouldn't even do pick of the weeks anymore if that happens. I still remember where I was when I watched him win. I was in my ex-girlfriend's house. And she was mad at me because I wouldn't hang any photos. I said, sorry, no, I got to watch this right now. I was streaming it because she just got, she just, just moved in. Technically, we just moved in. But yeah, we're setting up furniture and stuff. And I put it down and I was hammering Coors Lights and I was streaming it on my computer because we didn't even have cable yet. Um, oh, man. That's like, yeah. That's amazing. Do you remember where you were? Yeah, I do remember where I was. I was ready to cry. I was That's so amazing. excited. I don't even have a cool part to that. That's okay. I was hiking, so I didn't. I didn't know because the whole time difference with Vegas. So people were like texting me, and I finally got service. Like coming back down the hill, (laughs) I was like, "Tiger one." We we were like, "What?" So we were like holding our phones (laughs) up so we could get like updates. It was kind of embarrassing. Like we were just two random like kids just holding phones up to see if we can get the update. How many years is that? Didn't even get to see it. Is that four years ago now? Five years. Yeah. 2019, I it think was it pre-COVID. was. It was pre COVID. It was pre, yeah. They got him at plus 12,000 odds. To win it all for yeah. Genesis? Yeah. Plus 12,000. A dollar wins you 120 bucks. Hey, it can happen. If, if we can bet on Phil Mickelson at plus 25,000 and win, you could bet <laughs> on Tiger Woods. At plus twelve thousand. <laughs> twelve thousand is actually low, buddy. That that might be that might be it. I mean I mean, you know how it is. I know I've said it a million times before, but Ben Hogan got crushed by a bus in his car. What the his both his legs were shattered, comes back. He pretty much only played majors, but he still went on a winning streak afterwards. Tiger Woods is He's good enough to do it. It's a matter of can he do it anymore. Lightning just has to strike because, unfortunately, he's gotten older, series of injuries, a lot of women. Um, time, time's caught up with him. Now, we saw him come back and win the Masters, so we know it's possible. It's just can he do it oh, yeah. and will he do it? But I, I, I do think that he will do it again. I really do. And I'm not going to lie, we're probably going to cry when he does Cause it's like it's like for well, masters, or you mean win another major? If the if he wins a major, I'll shit my pants on purpose. Cause that's even more crazy. I'll cry and shit my pants on purpose. Careful like, that you <laughs> use your tokens this year. Oh, that's right. I only got one left. I already shit my pants once this year. <laughs> I I think he could win another one with the way that the live is pulling some players. The field isn't like what it was. You know, when you have Dustin Johnson and Cam Smith and, um, you know, players like that, I'm not even going to say Phil, but I mean, the field's a little bit more spread out. So he like, if you think of Genesis, like, dude, that could be the comeback tour. I agree. I really do. 
it's just going to be a matter of can lightning strike and you know that's that's what it's going to come down to i i mean he's still showing it he can still mash the ball he can still hit it far oh but yeah at this, at this point for him i don't think it's about the power anymore it's just about consistency being the best yeah. i know he's not technically the best golfer in the world now but Max, we both know he was the best. I mean, he's probably the best golfer ever besides Jack Nicholas, Ben Hogan, Arnold Palmer. I mean, to be that consistent, it was ridiculous. What, he was world number one for seven years straight? Uh, yeah, what is it? Rory, Rory's technically number one. Well, I think that's going to change now with Scotty, but I think Rory was was number one coming into the year, and it was like, if he is number one for like 30 more times i think it is or something like that he would still not tie tiger woods for the number of times he was ranked number like there was like some stat on it that i was like oh my gosh it just puts it so much more into perspective it's you can't i mean no i did see the argument that tiger woods came in at a pivotal time when a lot of golfers were siphoning out and golf was dying so that's why they said he won so much i don't buy that argument but I will say I think he is the one that revived golf, and that's why you have people oh, like did. you have people like Rory, Justin Thomas, Brooks Kepka, Dustin Johnson, Scotty. I mean, everybody, pretty much every golfer is going to say who influenced you to golf. It's going to be either my dad or Tiger Woods. We both know that. Oh yeah, he he changed the game because uh, everybody wanted to watch again, and people can say that he came in at a pitiful time, but he also had to battle through more adversity than we will ever understand because during that time it was very much a white man sport he's wasn't even allowed to play at augusta originally remember yeah the clubhouse has treated him that way so whatever people say doesn't matter their opinions don't matter because uh he's the greatest and he's playing this weekend i agree um i'm excited to watch it excited to watch him just golf in general I think that uh, let's do. I'll predict a top twenty finish for Tiger Woods at Genesis. All right, top twenty for Tiger Woods. Who is your pick, though, champion? Who is your pick of the week? Mm, this is tough. I'm gonna go John Rom. John Rom, he's gonna bounce back. He's gonna be vindictive. You know how John Rom's personality is. He gets very pissed really fast. Oh, sorry, I backed up from the mic. He gets pissed really easy. So Scheffler just went on a big win. Um, Rom had a great chance and fell apart. I think Ron, Rom comes out really strong this week. I mean, I'm going to predict him to win, but I still predict a top five finish for him this weekend as well if he doesn't win. Okay, okay. What about you? What do you got? Morikawa again? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> no, sir. Um, I think... Two years ago was uh, Jordan Spieth at Genesis, uh, which carried some momentum for him. Uh, I think, actually, Brad and I won on him in in our other golf league. But I'm going with someone kind of off the radar. Uh I'm going with Wyndham Clark. Really? Yes, the man who last year (laughs) was disqualified for... uh, Signing an incorrect scorecard. <laughs> what the hell promoted you to pick him? Where did that come from? Well, 
you know, when he was playing it, he he's finished eighth and seventeenth, and um, he has been top sixteen or better in four of his last seven starts. So I like that he's a top, kind of around a top fifteen player, and I just think you know if Nick Taylor can do it, Wyndham Clark can do it, and I'm I'm gonna take him from going from a top 10 finish this last weekend to winning it this weekend in California. I don't know why I they're kind of like you man, I'm just playing off a gut feeling of he's going to sign the correct scorecard <laughs> and not get disqualified so. and we're going to win. Hey, how pissed would you be if he did win it but then signed a scorecard wrong again so then they- <laughs> <laughs> That's an Oregon duck for you. <laughs> I no, you know what? I like that pick and I respect it because I know you guys make fun of me sometimes when I always say I'm going off a gut feeling, but I do know how it is. You go off a gut feeling sometimes and it pays off. So I respect that pick. I I don't, but I'm just I think it might happen and I want to be the guy that says that I knew what I was talking about. Well, you did. If it works, then you're going to be doing what I do and act like you knew what you were doing, even though you just picked a random name. So let's go. I like your it style. It can't get worse than last weekend. Oh, yeah. I can that tie that by missing the cut, but... Oh, man. Are we going to be like fade of the week by Max now instead of Brad? Actually, yeah. Because you so. guys both you guys both made it, made cut. Um, if we are doing points, technically, I think we change up the rules. If you make the cut, you get a point. And then you get a point if you place highest out of the three of us for picks. Okay. And if he wins it all, then that's two points. Kind of like what we were originally going back and forth on last year, you know? Yeah. So let's so um So Brad where are we has, where are we at then? We haven't been keeping track. No, we're, we like la- waste management was the start. Okay. So if we're keeping track, so let me recap what I just said and I'm probably going to I probably botched it. Plus 1 if you make cut. Plus one top finish, and you get a bonus plus one point if that person wins it all. So you have a chance to make three points if the person you pick wins it all. So plus one for the cut, plus one, did you say, for top ten finish as well? For whoever finishes best out of all three of our picks okay all so right, like right, brad brad has two points right now because the gala was 39th you have one point because hovland made cut but he was 42nd so behind brad's pick Damn, I was right and there. i have zero points because i didn't make cut okay no i get it that makes sense i'm writing this all down too so i don't mess it up same because sometimes we don't make cut and and like you kind of should be punished for not making cut i agree i agree because there shouldn't, like otherwise you you're just always going to get points. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, so, plus, so go ahead. Sorry. If we keep stats on how many times we've made cuts this year, you guys are both one for one. Okay. So you got a point for that, and then Brad got the extra point because his guy finished higher or better, but nobody got the bonus win it all point. So two it's, points for Brad, one point for you, no points for Max. So it's only one point if your guy wins it all, correct? Correct. But then technically, 
you get the point because you picked the winner, so that was top finish. Okay. And you made cut, so that's another point. So you could potentially get three points. No, I like it. I like that way. I like that if we don't make the cut either, we don't get any points. So who? wait, who'd you pick again? For this week or last oh, week? Oh, John Rahm. So if John Rahm wins it all and Wyndham <laughs> Clark comes in second, you get three points. I still only get one point because I didn't get top finish because you came in first. Okay. All right. But if... 2-1-0 is what we're at right now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. And we'll give... Um, if we have a guest, we just have... Our, when, we, when we have our guests on, it'll just be like a guest pool. So we just can't lose to whoever the team guest. They're a team. That's so like, let's say Cam comes back on and Cam's person wins it all. Team guest has three points. And so next week, if we have Joey on um, and Joey's guy picks, he picks, makes cut, then team guest has four points. You know what I mean? Okay. So like, the guest pool against the guest pool against us. Yeah. And if the guest pool beats you, I feel like you have to wear a mullet <laughs> on the card drinks golf outing this year. Okay. For one round. I mean, oh, see, that's the hard part because I usually buzz my hair, so now I'm going to have to let it grow out again because otherwise I'm not going to have a mullet. No, we'll have to put, like, the wig on for you. Okay. Yeah, that's fair because I'm balding. Well, Actually, yeah, you didn't make fun of, us... of my hair this time, so... No, I mean, some of us are in sales, so we can't really do that because of the awkward phase to get to the length. So we'll bring a we'll bring a wig out so that that way you have your prof- professional and other side. I'll It'll just this. be fun I'll, to see you with the mullet. I'll throw a caveat in, too. I'll, uh, I'll grow a mustache, too. I'll shave my face okay. for a mustache. That's fair. That's fair. I'll do a mustache. Mustache mullet. I haven't seen you with a mustache yet. It's crazy. You have the thickest hair, but you don't have. You never really have any facial hair. Nah, it doesn't. It doesn't come here. It doesn't come. It in. only stays up here. You want to trade for a year, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, trust me. Don't take that trade. Jake's balding. We talk about it on every the, episode. The shaving so I is. I throw it in. Like, as someone who doesn't have a beard or can't grow a beard. The shaving part is like the part I'd probably get annoyed with pretty quickly. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie, though. There's something about you wake up early in the morning and you get a nice, tight, close shave, slap a little aftershave on. I, I, I actually enjoy it. It's, uh, it's, like, it's like refreshing. It's like a cup of coffee. It wakes you up. You know what I enjoy? Not balding. Just waking up and not having to do that <laughs> stuff. <laughs> do you have to shave at all? Yeah. Yeah, I got to uh, shave every two days. Every two days? I have to shave. Look, yeah. Or else it looks like uh, scraggly. Damn. Yeah, I got to shave every morning. Yeah, no, I, I can go two days. I, mean, I guess I don't have to, but I do. But yeah, I have to. I'm like tomorrow I already. I, this is the first time I've done a clean shave and. Months, like, see, yeah, yeah. Like tomorrow, I'll have like a we'll call it we'll call it a two o'clock shadow, and then 
not five o'clock yet, but yeah, it comes in. It comes in quick. But uh, yeah, I won't. I won't go on a rant. Our fans don't want to listen about my facial hair. They already have to hear enough about my hairline. So, <laughs> oh, dude, episode twenty nine without Brad. I think we did better without him. Yeah, he might have to go on vacation more. I'm gonna say that because I know he's gonna be listening to this. But uh, yeah, I thought we vibed really well. We did. Just <laughs> Hey, you know what I will say before we wrap up our, our 29 here is this is right before the big one. And part of right before the big one, why we say that is not just because it's next week's going to be episode 30, but for this one here, we have full swing on Netflix, the Netflix docuseries coming out on Wednesday, February 15th. Uh, all eight episodes are going to be released. If you're not familiar with it, it's just like the Drive to Survive F1 series on Netflix where they follow, um, in this instance, um, all of our favorite golfers going through their year last year. Um, you have the Battle of, of Live, the decision around that for some of the golfers, some of the struggles that they were going through, some of the challenges on the golf course and through practice sessions. You get to get a little bit closer with them in their personal life as far as the off the course um, side of things. And I think it's going to be a really, really exciting series. If you haven't watched the trailer, check it out. It was finally released uh, as far as the last official trailer last Monday. It's two minutes and 26 seconds. So just watch it uh, when you're on work and uh, take a look at it. It's really awesome. Um, Jake and I just watched it. We did a live watch and um, we're really excited about it. So we're going to do a series starting next week. We're going to break down each episode. So next week, we're going to talk about episode one of the Full Swing series. And then the following week, we'll do episode two. If you're enjoying it, let us know. Um, don't spoil it for us because we want to have some time to talk about it on each episode for each week. But it should lead us into the Masters. And we might look at doing, if everyone's enjoying kind of the breakdown, we might look at doing a live watch party. Um, or maybe we might do the giveaway, some more giveaways there. Uh, regarding some of the cart drinks merch that we have created. So let us know what you think. Let us know who you think is going to win the Genesis Invitational. Do you think Tiger's going to make top 20? What are you most looking forward to for the Invitational? And Jake, anything else that you want to say to the cart drinks crazies? No, not, not much else. We're ready for full swing. I'm glad Max brought it up because I almost forgot about it. But yeah, we'll we'll get into that. I think that's going to give us... Uh, couple weeks here of good stuff to talk about looks like it's going to be a great show highly recommend everyone watch the trailer like max said but no thank you again to everyone who's listening uh we've come a long way from where we first started and max what we're coming up on our one year anniversary i think aren't we yes we are it's just around the corner so no we're uh thankful for all that glad we get to keep doing it and we're just going to keep it rolling. We're uh, finally going to start expanding here in the next couple of weeks. A little more talk about the studio coming up. And thank you to everyone. Perfect. That's going to do it for 29. We will see you on episode 30. Goodbye. Bye-bye.